Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It is the 21st of April. Happy Thursday. We're nearly at another long weekend. It was a big night last night for Australian politics with the first leaders debate on between Prime Minister Scott Morrison and opposition leader Anthony Albanese. But that actually wasn't the only news from yesterday. Zara, what was the big story from yesterday? If you are in New South Wales and Victoria, there was an easing of COVID restrictions announced yesterday. They'll come into effect this Friday night. Both states have removed the seven-day isolation period for close contacts of COVID cases, as Sam, I'm sure you're delighted to hear after having done your seven days, as well as the scrapping of hotel quarantine in New South Wales and vaccination checks in Victorian venues. Some big changes there. Meanwhile, in Victoria, Guide Dogs Victoria has launched an investigation after its CEO, Karen Hayes, publicly endorsed Josh Frydenberg in the seat of Kuyong. Hayes has appeared on social media posts and a pamphlet, which may be in breach of charity regulations that ban political endorsements. Guide Dogs Victoria stated they had no knowledge of the campaign. The Chinese government has announced it has signed a security cooperation agreement with Solomon Islands. The Australian government says it's deeply disappointed and has asked for more clarity on the terms of the agreement as it could, quote, undermine stability in our region. And today's good news comes from the United States of America, where the Department of Education has cancelled student loan debt for 40,000 lower income students and offered another 3.6 million students credit to assist in the paying off of their loans. The debate about a national anti-corruption commission has made headlines this week. And when we asked you in one of our polls on Instagram what mattered ahead of the upcoming election, integrity in politics came up a lot. The government promised to establish an anti-corruption commission at the last election, but we still don't have one today. They say it's because Labor won't support their proposal. Labor says the proposal is inadequate and promises to establish a stronger commission by the end of the year if it wins the election. Zara, let's take a few steps back here. What is an anti-corruption commission? Okay, so an anti-corruption commission is an independent body that can investigate corruption or improper behaviour by public officials. And now that includes politicians. And it might sound familiar to you because we were speaking a lot about ICAC last year. That is the New South Wales version of an anti-corruption commission. And they announced that they were investigating former Premier Gladys Berejiklian. I was advised late yesterday afternoon the Independent Commission Against Corruption will today uh, release a public statement in which it will state it is investigating allegations made about me concerning matters relating to the former member for Wagga Wagga. Now, New South Wales isn't on its own here. Every state and territory has an anti-corruption commission with some name or another. Their powers vary, but they usually investigate not just crimes, which police can already investigate, but a broader range of improper behaviour, whatever that might look like. Now, the big thing and the reason we're talking about this in the lead up to the federal election is that while there are state and territory based commissions, there is no anti-corruption commission at a federal level. 
So let's go through the government's proposal a little slower. What are the key attributes of what Scott Morrison's team is offering up? In the last election campaign, both major parties promised to establish an anti-corruption commission if elected. Now, the government released a draft proposal in 2020 for what it called a Commonwealth Integrity Commission. And given that there has been quite a bit of time that has lapsed since that time, there's been a bit of expert weighing in on what this proposal actually looks like. And the Centre for Public Integrity called the proposal, and they didn't mince words here, they called it a sham designed to hide corruption. They said that the draft used a narrow definition of corrupt conduct, that it required investigations to be kept secret, and that it prevented investigations into anything that happened before the commission was established. The Grattan Institute, which is an economic think tank, identified similar shortcomings, saying that this proposal lacked real teeth because it only allowed referrals from government agencies and not from the public, the media or whistleblowers. But despite all this and despite publishing the draft in 2020 in the early days of the pandemic, the government has not yet introduced legislation to establish its proposed Commonwealth Integrity Commission to Parliament. So just some Civics 101, even if you release draft proposals, you do need to table that and introduce it to Parliament for it to then be debated and either passed or not passed in the House and the Senate. So none of that has happened. And last week we spoke to a government senator. Her name is Amanda Stoker and she is the Assistant Minister to the Attorney General. So she helps out Michaelia Cash with all things legal. And what she said to TDA was that the reason that no legislation had been passed or indeed put in front of Parliament was because of Labor. She said that because Labor, the Greens and other senators had opposed the government's draft, there was ultimately no point putting it to a vote. Here is Senator Stoker speaking to us last week. In our efforts to fulfil that promise, um, put that forward to all the different parties in the parliament um, and it was very clear on the response that we got that neither Labor nor the Greens um, and only some of the independents would be prepared to support it. I'll just jump in here to say that the government doesn't have a majority on its own in the Senate, so it actually does need the support of either Labor or some crossbench senators, but it certainly doesn't rely on Labor. There have been many times where controversial legislation has been passed by the government with the help of the crossbench, but indeed the government maintains that because they didn't get the support of Labor, they didn't introduce this bill. So ultimately there, the government is taking this Commonwealth Integrity Commission back to the electorate kind of making this argument that it didn't pass parliament because of some difficult opposition. What did the Labor Party have to say about the proposal? The Labor Party and specifically the shadow Attorney General Mark Dreyfus said that the government's draft showed that they weren't serious about ever introducing an anti-corruption commission. Here's Mark Dreyfus. That the Morrison government hasn't done it. So we've gone through a whole term of government and they haven't kept their promise to establish a national anti-corruption commission. He went on to say that the fact that the government's proposal would not allow past issues or retrospective issues to be investigated was a sign that the government was, quote, scared of its improper behaviour being investigated. He also echoed some of those earlier criticisms I alluded to, that the model doesn't allow for public investigations or for members of the public to refer allegations. We've got a clear understanding of the government's 
policy in this area. But I'd be interested to know what the Labor Party are offering in response to it. Do we have any indications? We got as good as an indication as we're going to get over the weekend, over the long weekend. Opposition leader Anthony Albanese announced that Labor would introduce a national anti-corruption commission by the end of the year if they were elected. So by the end of 2022, making it a top priority if Labor was elected. Now, they haven't published a draft bill, but Labor has committed to giving the commission broad scope, power to act on public referrals, so that point I alluded to before, and power to hold hold public hearings like we saw with Gladys Berejiklian in New South Wales. When we think about how it went down with Gladys Berejiklian, there was quite a lot of pushback at the time from the government of the day. And Prime Minister Scott Morrison made comments in Parliament. He called what was happening to Gladys Berejiklian a kangaroo court and said that he didn't want to see a national model with similar powers because he said that ICAC's public investigations of her were a disgrace. So it's unlikely that we would see a re-elected coalition government introduce anything that resembled that New South Wales model. And Senator Stoker, when we asked her about this, said the public hearings and public referrals would result in, quote, unjustly dragging down the reputations of politicians. And Zara, to round out this discussion, have we heard anything on integrity and corruption from the crossbench? We have. The Greens and several independent MPs oppose the government's proposal. And in fact, an independent MP, Helen Haynes, she's actually introduced her own bill to parliament for a federal integrity commission that includes public accountability and broader powers. But given the composition of the lower house and the nature of the parliament and the issue, that didn't get up. But it'll be interesting to see post-election what happens in that realm. It does seem like this integrity body and the wider issue of government corruption is going to be a topic of conversation long beyond this election. It seems that Australia is having a real reckoning with this topic on a federal and state level. Zara, thanks so much for the chat. That's all we've got time for today on The Daily Oz. But if you want to take a deeper dive into plugging some holes and gaps in your knowledge, make sure to check out the latest episode of No Silly Questions. Today, Billy and Tom are breaking down the difference between the House of Representatives and the Senate. It's unbelievably important to get your head around that. It comes up in heaps of news pieces. In under 10 minutes, they will look after that for you. That's all we've got time for today on this podcast, though. We'll speak to you tomorrow.